10 to 1, episode 17. Top 10 animated movies. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer, and I feel that this list is very relatable to, I'd say, just about everybody, at least in developed countries, because we all have watched animated movies. And in fact, that's probably the genre that most people watch movies of, is animated movies. I might be wrong, but they're usually pretty family-friendly, and... Yeah, they don't make uh, they don't make the big live action family movies anymore. Unfortunately. So that would be you know like like these three movies like I don't know, Hook or oh yeah, uh, the Goonies I think I haven't actually seen that one. But sort of live action family movies pretty much gone gone the way of the dodo. It's mostly it's animated movies for for families. Now. Yeah, that's okay. Animation is yeah is good, very flexible medium. Yeah. Okay. So, so go ahead and hit us with your number ten. All right. So. My number 10 is actually an anime movie, which a little wow. surprising because we don't really watch that much anime. I, I think we've only really watched one anime movie. I can't think of any others yet. Yeah. But this one is Howl's Moving Castle. I did not know you liked this that much. Yeah, well, I think at the time I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't like it as much as the book. Well, and it's fairly different from the book, too. It is pretty different from the book, and neither of us dislike anime necessarily we just haven't watched any of it and so i don't think that part of it connected to us necessarily the original story wasn't uh japanese characters right. or anything like that so it's a little bit different setting and uh, i think the character design was a little bit different than what we had pictured from the book but i don't know just looking over the the films that we've seen animated there's been, there are a lot of bad ones and yes a lot that i like but don't love love and so, yeah, this one kind of sneaked onto the list. It's If you view it as its own separate story and don't compare it with the book, then it's pretty good. I like it, but if you compare it with the book, uh, you probably will be a little disappointed. Yeah, and some of the, I think some of the better art of the I will say on that, list, yeah. So, gotta give, give that to them. And... It had some interesting twists and turns. Very fanciful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's a, a non-Tolkien fantasy world sort of more of a, a fairy tale sort of world so it's nice yes. i like it go diana win jones yeah okay well my number 10 you were speaking just a bit ago about things going the way of the dodo and mine has to do with that it's ice age Protect the dodo way of only life. the first one hmm. because True. the rest of the series boy i don't know why people still even watch them but anyway <laughs> the first one was gold so many great moments great quotes like that the the dodo scene the whole part of it retrieve the melon protect the white dodo way of life <laughs> if you weren't smart enough to prepare then doom on you or there's the the whole cave scene where they're just walking through and they randomly see like this little evolutionary chain and then all of a sudden there's this random spaceship and ice <laughs> uh and then they're sliding down through there and uh sid lands on manny's back and captain iceberg ahead <laughs> that line gets me every time straight mm. out of titanic and it's brilliant brilliant use of that line but yeah i love this it has so many fun mo- moments and uh if nothing else it's got the song on my way in it 
So any movie that's got that song in it is just automatically made better by its presence. (laughs) Yeah, I think objectively, when I look at it objectively, animation, not as good. Story, uh, has some some parts where it drags. But it's cute and funny, though. Objectively, it's lower quality, but... I still like it. Yeah. So it's not on my top ten, but it's all of these are are animated movies that I will always watch. Mm-hmm. You say, Hey, let's watch this and I'll say, Sure, sure. I've uh, I'm always up for one of these. Nice. That's my ten. Alright, so my number nine is a Pixar movie, Monsters Inc. Not the last Pixar movie on my list. Can't it's hard to go wrong with Pixar. Yeah, you sometimes I... can, but for the most part. Yes. I'd say They've had a few misses, but I've liked almost all their movies, especially their earlier ones. Their first six or seven, I think, mm-hmm. were all gold. And so Monsters, Inc., nice little buddy film. Uh, one thing that I really like in fictional universes, I think this might be a top ten list at some point, but one thing I really like in fictional universes is when it feels like we're only seeing a small part of the world, but a lot of the world it really exists uh-huh. outside of what we're seeing. And that's one thing that I really get from Monsters, Inc. You really feel like there's this whole world, you're just getting a glimpse of it, there's so much just outside. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you're right. It doesn't feel like they're moving around into different sets. It really feels like a, a whole world there. And they did make a, they did go back and make a prequel, which was uh, pretty good. Not as good as the original. But for, for movies that are in the same genre or same series or whatever, it's definitely one of the better ones. Yeah, it was fine. It was, uh, it was one that I also enjoyed. But yeah, Monsters, Inc., some good emotional moments. Well, it did a good job of just uh, showing you, like, life at a real slice of life in the monster world. <laughs> right. And John Goodman and, and Billy Crystal really, really uh, carried the day in this one. Especially Billy Crystal. Right. Still well, the show. And it's a, it's, it's a very creative movie. You know, mm-hmm. it takes something that we all relate to, monsters in the closet. Right. And then it made this whole fun, cutesy movie out of it. Very, very well done. Uh, it's... Or one of my honorable mentions. I It's not in my top ten, but I definitely would watch this if anybody ever wanted to watch it. Yep. All right, that's my number nine. All right, my number nine is a movie that we watched the mess out of growing <laughs> up, and it's DuckTales, Treasure of the Lost Land. Wow. Loved, loved, loved this movie. Uh, we were DuckTales fans, which has its hits and misses, uh, but boy, this is definitely the best of the DuckTales. Loved the genie, just the just the genie himself. The thought of him being kind of, even though he's a centuries old genie, but he still acts fun and kind of like a kid, kind of like your age, and uh, just watching him have fun with the... With Scrooge's nephews, their wishes are all like playthings, big trampolines and hang gliders and stuff. And he's just having fun with them. He's not, you know, some mystic separate being. He's just a guy, this almost like this ordinary guy who's got special powers. And, ordinary duck. Yeah. And he's being sought after by all these, by this really wicked, powerful guy. So it's, it's fun. It's. Uh, I feel like it's its own slice in a separate universe. Hmm. Yeah, I really liked that one as a kid. I still as like it kid. as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched this one, I don't know, a year or two ago, and I was disappointed that Aww. it didn't hold up for me, because I did really like it as a kid, but it's similar and I think far inferior to a, a film that's going to show up, at least on my list, a little bit later Aww. on. So you might be able to guess. So. Indeed. Well, that's my number nine, DuckTales. 
Very nice. Number eight for me is another Pixar movie. Their most recent, or one of their most recent, Inside Out. Yeah, it might be their most recent. Wow. Or, or this, The you Good liked Dinosaur, it. more recent. Uh, the Good Dinosaur, I think, might be more recent. Yeah, spoiler alert, that's not on my top ten. <laughs> that's not on my top 50, I don't think. <laughs> Pretty forgettable. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you had to rank Pixar movies, well, uh, uh, yeah, I'd be down with Cars too. And <laughs> might be above Cars too. I haven't seen Brave. Probably. Oh not, boy. Not great. Brave. Anyway, Inside Out. So a very, very, very simple story. On one or one half of the story is a girl and her two parents. They move to a new city, and she feel she struggles with that emotionally. She actually runs away from her parents at one point, and then comes back home. And that's the that's the that's the main story, the framing story, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's not much of a plot there by itself, but mm, but even even just that part of the movie really works. I yeah, think. it does. It's something uh, we it's, all relate to. It's emotional beats really well. Yeah, and you don't know the characters super well. I mean, Dad is just Dad. You know, the guy with the mustache. He's right. just sort of a regular guy, and Mom is just your typical mom. And same with the little girl. But the real clever part of the movie is that most of it goes on inside the little girl's head because it's about the emotions, uh, the personified emotions that are in her head. And I thought that was really clever. Yeah. It was very imaginative. Uh, I didn't think, I think Pixar had sort of slowed down a little bit. They hadn't done as many creative things recently, I didn't think. And so it was nice that they were able to come up with a really unique concept. I think they executed it really well. I thought... Really good animation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Top-notch animation, as always. Um, and then especially because we had just become parents when we saw this. And so, uh, it, for me, it really resonated. Uh, you know, the little girl having having problems with her parents and, you know, emotionally and running away and uh, reunited with them. And uh, some of the things that go on inside the story uh, really, really touched me emotionally. So. It actually made him choke up. It did. It did. So. And that is very rare. That is pretty rare. That, that I don't know if that could be a top ten list, movies that make, made me choke up, because I don't know if there's ten movies for me that have done that, movies or TV shows. It definitely so. will be a top ten list for me. Okay, well, yeah. we'll make it work. And I, yeah. I've found myself, as I get older, it's easier and easier for me to be A little more sentimental. That way. Yeah. Right, so... Yeah, so Inside Out, if you haven't seen that one, I, I would highly recommend it, especially to parents. Well, one of the things I really like about it is, for once, it's a movie with a normal family. They don't have the dad True. look like True. this really dumb guy, dumb, mm -hmm. uh, bat, not good at being a parent or whatever, and the mom's not this overworked, harried woman that does all the child rearing. It's just mm -hmm. a nice, loving family, which, yep. believe it or not, those do exist. And they're very common. <laughs> it's just, you wouldn't think so from mainstream TV. That's but true. But I, I liked that a lot. You, you see them playing games together and, and, and working through the hard times together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, and one other thing real quick that I thought of is that they, I think they really handle really well the subject of sadness. And I guess this is somewhat of a spoiler. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, you can just mute it for 30 seconds. But they, you know, sort of in a lot of kids' movies, you get the idea, being sad is, is bad. Yeah. It's always a bad thing. You, Which, you need to always be happy all the time. Right. And as I was watching this movie at the beginning, that's kind. it seemed like they were going in that direction. Like, it's bad to be, to be sad. Right. You should never be sad. Which, of course, isn't true. It's, there's definitely times that you should be sad. Uh, 
there's uh, catharsis from from being yeah. sad from crying. You feel better after after that, and so they actually actually brought that up in the movie, and that was that was actually part of the plot that that it's okay to be sad, and yeah. there's there's times you should be sad, and uh, that's part of life. So I really like that. I I didn't expect that subtlety from. What's basically a kids' movie, I guess. Yeah. So way to go, Pixar. Man, yeah. I'll need to add this to my honorable mentions too, because uh, I definitely watched that one again as well. Yeah, that's a really good one. That one might even be higher for me at, at some point. So that's my number eight. All right, my number eight is one of the few. I guess they're becoming a little more common now, but okay. one of the few Disney movies with I I guess they're called Disney princesses or whatever, but where the princess uh-huh. isn't just like this little uh, beautiful girl that's got to be rescued by the guy, and it's Mulan. Right, right. I really like that she's this strong-willed girl who is trying to help her family. She goes to war uh, because her otherwise, if her father goes, she knows he's gonna die. He's too old to go to war. Uh, but, you know, she doesn't come across as this big Amazon warrior woman. Uh, she's just an ordinary girl, and she's not out there to pr- prove that women can do everything men can do, and not, she's better than they are, and so forth. It's not, it's not a sexist movie. If it were, I would not like it. But it's touching that she's doing this for her dad, and it's funny, uh, and it's pretty realistic, you know, watching her struggle with all the things that the men are able to do that, you know, she's just not uh, as physically capable of doing, but she perseveres and, and triumphs and even gets to become a pretty good warrior and uh, and still manages to get the guy in the end. <laughs> so, yeah, it's my number eight, Mulan. Yeah. In case I didn't already say it, Mulan. That, that is a good one. I think it's underrated. And it's got great songs. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. My favorite song from that movie would probably be A Girl Worth Fighting For. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I didn't see that one until I was a little bit older, so I don't have the nostalgia like I do with some of these other okay. ones on my list. But yeah, good choice. One of the things that I really like about the movie Mulan as well is that she manages to beat the bad guy without them having to dumb him down and make him easy for a girl to beat. That would have been so awful. No, he's this really big, <laughs> awful bad guy. And another great thing is they made it where she was able to beat him, but even when the main guy, the hero, goes up against the the boss, the bad guy, they didn't make Shang look like a wimp or a weakling either. He put up a really good fight. It was just uh, Mulan got lucky. <laughs> and she had a dragon helping her out too. But... It works. It works all the way around, and you don't feel like anybody is is getting the short end of the stick. So that's one of the reasons why I really like it. Yeah. Go women. Yay, women. All right. Women. All right, number seven for me. And, I don't know, this one just hits all the right notes for me. It's the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, That was an unintentional pun there. This one is a more recent movie. Well, I guess not more recent anymore, but uh, I was a little bit older when I first saw this one. But it became a family favorite pretty quickly. I think we rented this movie from Blockbuster enough times that we should have just bought it when it came out. It was probably (laughs) our most rented movie back in the day when you rented movies from a a video store. And, uh, yeah, I... It's not a super deep movie. It's another buddy buddy film. Uh, John Goodman again. So, second time he's on the list. Which, uh... Which so, he's Pacha. Pacha. And That's also Soli from Monsters, Inc. Oh, that yeah. I mentioned a few Yeah, yeah. Ago. I see it now. I, I yeah. wouldn't have connected the two. Yep. So, another buddy film, which I, I tend to like. And 
you know, the you see the character who's a jerk at the beginning and learns how not to be selfish and uh, care about others. He's a pretty funny jerk. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. You've got those characters. You've got Patrick Warburton as the big dumb sidekick, Which, uh, evil sidekick. Yeah. Uh, saying all, all sorts of ridiculous things. And, you know, Patrick Warburton's always great. And a lot of sight gags, of course. It's a Disney movie. Uh, a lot of witty witty comebacks. And, yeah, I don't know. This one, I, I, I can't find anything wrong with this one. I can understand why, well, I can't understand... Like, I can't find anything wrong with it myself. I can understand that people wouldn't like it very much. Um, maybe they think, I don't know, it's shallow, I suppose, or uh, yeah, predictable, I mean, there's, there's or nothing, they just don't like the humor, or something like that. There's nothing deep that you're going to come away with from this movie. Right, the but... animation isn't uh, as good as, say, uh, any of the ones from... Yeah. Any of the films from the Disney Renaissance, or That is like that. one mark that I do have against it, is this last time we watched it, I thought, oh man, the animation really is uh, fairly low. Yeah, see, that quality, does, I don't know, but... it doesn't bother me for this one. I, none of those things bother me that I just mentioned. It only bothered so... me this last time that we watched it. Right. So, yeah. That's number seven for me. Yeah. Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, good choice. All right. My number seven is Megamind. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, what a great movie. Uh, it takes the whole alien from outer space and puts a fun new spin on it. I love how it starts out with this rivalry be- between Megamind and Metro Man and how they're both coming from planets that are dying and it ends up that, by the way these are all spoilers here uh it ends up that Metro Man lives the golden life and is raised by this wealthy family has anything his heart desires and then Megamind gets sent to prison and uh is raised by inmates and it's it's just fun so witty the whole way through yeah yeah I like that one it's an honorable mention for me it's uh I'd say there's some definite some definite problems with it as far as uh, some of the pacing feels a little bit off. Like and, where? And uh, some of the things like, like for example, in the middle of the movie, well, actually towards the middle end of the movie, I guess, um, when they go over to Metro Man's home, uh, when looking for, for, I don't even remember what they're looking for at that point, and some of the parts like that they're feel... They're looking for something to help them defeat Titan. Right, some of the parts like that felt a little bit off. To me and the the main female character, uh, yeah, had, had some, she's a little a little moments, peppy or whatever, but a little uh, too well, peppy. She's but... kind of back and forth, yeah, uh, for me, uh, like um, for the main character, and then against him, and, and things like that. Yeah. But but those are somewhat nitpicks. Yeah, like I can object, I can sit back objectively and say there's problems with the movie, but I agree with you. And this is another one, sort of like Emperor's New Groove. I can see. Uh, so why it wasn't a big hit, but... It should have been a big hit. It's <laughs> so it, witty. I think it's superior to the Despicable Me oh. movie, which came out about the same oh time, goodness. had a similar premise. Way... Much more popular, but... Way more superior. I, I Yeah, I think this one was... For one I think thing, was a lot better. it didn't have to rely on fart jokes or or butt humor or anything like that. Although there was some, to be fair, in Megamind. Yeah, but it doesn't rely on that. True, true. No, I Unlike I like Despicable Me, and it doesn't rely on cutesy little minions blabbering nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Megamind here. He's just so quotable, and uh, even I mean, every time that he praises himself, it's it's hilarious. So yeah. Anyway, that's my number seven. Mm. Yeah, my favorite part from that movie, and it's actually 
One of my favorite parts from any animated movie is near the end when he tells another character, you're a villain, just not a super uh, one. yeah. Just not a super one. What's okay. the difference? What's the difference? Presentation! Presentation. And he does this whole big, right. completely Ridiculous. useless, but somehow fantastically amazing. Yeah. Right, right. I think one of my so. favorite parts is uh, when uh, Roxanne finds the secret lair. So many great moments where she's like, hey, I think I found the secret entrance. What? How do you know? Because there's a rug that says secret entrance. And he turns around and looks at Minion. And Minion's like, well, I kept losing where the secret entrance was. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, moving on. What's your six? All right, my number six. Another Pixar movie, Toy Story 2. Whoa. The rare sequel that... Doesn't bomb. Right, that was better than its predecessor. Yeah. I don't think we could do a top ten list out of those. There aren't enough of them. <laughs> if there are, let us know. There might be. We might be able to there do a, a list. Not just animated movies, it would be. We might have to collaborate on that one, because yeah. it would be very few. It's a possibility. But, yeah, Toy Story 2, I actually haven't seen it in a really long time, because we we really, really, really watched this a bunch of times. I think it was. I think we bought it right after it came out, and we had just moved to a new state. Uh, we were staying in temporary housing. We had nothing to do. We didn't have schoolwork. We didn't have any friends. It's always a recipe for binge watching or movie repeatedly right. watching and something. We had bought this right when it came out, and I think this was the only thing we had to watch. And so we <laughs> so watched it, it once a day for a couple <laughs> of weeks, and then some of my siblings wow. continued to watch it. So it was always on. It seemed like so I haven't gone back and watched it in a long time, but just thinking back about it. Going over in my head, yeah, this is pretty much pretty much a perfect movie. Uh, the uh, emotion, emotional moments are all there. Uh, the characters that they added don't overshadow the, the existing characters. The existing characters get their moment to, moments to shine, so you get to get to see them back in running around. It's a lot more far-reaching than the than the first movie, um, and I don't know. It's uh, a great action movie, a great emotional movie, great character movie, and I don't know. Like yeah. Toy Story. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Uh, I will say, I think the best moment in the movie was when they're driving furiously through the store in the little toy bar- Barbie car, mm-hmm. and they look in the rearview mirror, and Rex is chasing them, <laughs> and, you know, it says obje- objects in the mirror are, are right. larger than Jurassic they appear. Park reference. I know! First time I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, that's genius! I hadn't seen Jurassic Park at that point, so. I had. Which is kind of surprising because I was pretty young when I watched Toy Story 2, which means I was even younger when <laughs> I watched Jurassic Park. I'm kind of surprised I got to see that, but... Interesting. All that right. turned out to be an okay. <laughs> well, that was my number six. What's yours? All right, my number six, our first crossover, The Emperor's oh. New Groove! Whoa, it made it to your list. Yeah. Ah, uh, boy. We have watched this movie so many times, and I... <sighs> Boy, I might be able to quote the whole movie. Crazy. Uh, I might not, but odds are in favor of me being able to. <laughs> so many great moments. Just random where, uh, what's with the chimp and the bug? Can we get back to me now? Or where uh, he gets lost in the woods and out comes a squirrel that he had been mean to just a few minutes earlier. And uh, he's surrounded by all these sleeping jaguars or panthers. Uh, and uh blows up a balloon and it's like i'm gonna pop it i'm gonna pop it he's like no 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 no. so when it pops it 
nothing happens and they don't wake up. And he goes, ha, which is kind of what you want to do, too. And, of course, that wakes up all the panthers. Right. Just random moments like that <laughs> that just make this movie. Or when they're on their chase through the the wilds, uh, Yzma and Kronk are chasing uh, Cusco. Cusco and Pacha. And they look behind and they see that there's red tracks uh, a being left by, yeah, a red dotted line, and they're like, "What on earth is this?" And you know, just random things like that. <laughs> uh, and for once, having a big dumb henchman does not bother me <laughs> because it's actually funny in Kronk. In just about any other movie where there's some big dumb henchman that's only there for humor's sake, I hate it. It's just <laughs> stupid. It's not funny. But Kronk is funny. All his random little things that he says. Uh, the only ones who know about that are the three of us, soon to be the two of us. And I'm one of those two, right? <laughs> so that's my number six, The Emperor's New Groove. Nice. All right, on to the top half, number five. Oh, the top half. Number five for me is my favorite Pixar movie, The Incredibles. And I'd have to think about it. One of my favorite superhero movies, though, too. Wow. So, yeah. The Incredibles. It's a creative movie. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even... I don't know that there's anything in this movie that hasn't been done in, in some superhero comics. But they did it so but, well. Yeah. I mean, like if you saw Fantastic Four, I I, I only saw the one way back with Johan Griffith and, and Jessica Alba. And, mm -hmm. That's the only one I've uh, seen Michael too. Chiklis and them, but uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. I didn't see the sequel or, or the new one, but I don't know. That movie was... Basically in The was, Incredibles. Right. Well, it's it's... The same idea where you have a family of superheroes. Right. But I don't know why. Well, it was. I don't know why they couldn't pull off the same thing that they did here uh, because it doesn't seem like it should be that difficult to. I, I mean, Pixar did it. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess. Uh, I guess that sounds like it's downplaying Pixar or, or putting them down. Maybe, yeah. And that, that's not what I'm trying to do because yeah. I, I think they're really good filmmakers. But uh, they've messed up Fantastic Four three times. But Pixar got it right when they did Fantastic Four uh, with The Incredibles and just showing the family dynamics. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I love watching them all work together. Mm -hmm. Showing the yeah. superhero, yeah. superheroics. Uh, there's a lot of things that I think, uh, like Pixar always does, a lot of things that really resonate, like, uh, like the dad, Bob, that... He gets to the point where he feels like he's past his prime. Mm -hmm. He's just going through life, kind of uh, just, just sleepwalking through life, right? He's just yeah. a cog. He's just going through and you know, cashing his paycheck and not enjoying what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he finally gets to the point where he can, he feels like he can make a, make a difference, make a, an impact on the world yeah. again and, you know, get back in shape and uh, you know, get back to his his glory days, and so I mean we're we're in our late twenties, so it's not like uh, we're still in the glory days, <laughs> right? It's not like uh, we we're having any midlife crises or anything like that. But uh, things like that, I think, really resonate really well. They know how to how to do characters, and that's why The Incredibles is my favorite Pixar movie. Yeah, I uh, I like five. The Incredibles a lot, and I have watched this a lot. This is one movie that we, along with Emperor's New Groove, we watched. Uh, multiple times in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that does annoy me about it is the whole teenage angst that they've going on with the daughter, mm -hmm. uh, and and it's yeah. it's kind of a relief when they do finally move on past that. Yeah, but, I mean that's such a small part of the movie. But doesn't bother yeah, me. nitpicking. Sure. All right. But yeah, good movie. Yeah. So what's your number five? My number five, 
My favorite DreamWorks movie is Rise of the Guardians. <laughs> Not to be confused with, what's that owl movie? Guardians of Gahul or something like that? Something like that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I've no. never seen that. From what I understand, that's kind of a boring movie. No, this <laughs> is a really fun take on Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. And throw, they throw in Jack Frost and Sandman and the Tooth Fairy. They all team up to fight against this one big mythical bad guy, Pitch Black, the Boogeyman, who's come <laughs> to cast a pall over the world, take away the bright, happy dreams of childhood. And one of the things I love about this movie is it's just so beautiful. I could watch the animation of this movie all day. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm just amazed at how gorgeous it is. Just love watching Jack Frost and Sandman and the Tooth Fairy and all her little fairy minions. Uh, they're so beautiful. I love how they did her as kind of this hummingbird queen. I thought that was really creative. And I didn't grow up believing in Santa Claus. My Christian parents were very adamant that that's not what Christmas is about. It's about <laughs> Jesus. And so for me, depicting Santa Claus as this big Russian guy with tattoos on his arms is kind of cool, actually. It's a fun take on him. I'm not <laughs> sad that they've ruined my childhood image of, of Santa Claus. I love it. Uh, Easter Bunny is maybe a little bit overdone as this big, tough Australian dude. But, you know, it's okay. It works, too. And, uh, yeah. It's a pretty good story. Uh, it feels like a whole, in a way, kind of a whole other world. And even the down moments, uh, or the moments where the action slows down and, and you might feel that the story isn't moving quite as quickly, It I still just really enjoy looking at it because hmm. the animation is just done so, so well. Hmm. So that is my number five, Rise of the Guardians. I am always up for watching this. Wow. That was that high for you. Yeah, I had really super low expectations for that movie, and then uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'd say a middling, it would get a middling grade for me. Uh, I thought the story was kind of forgettable. If anybody, if any of my friends have never seen it and want a buddy to watch it with them, watch it with me. I didn't. Just come ask me. I don't remember the animation being anything above and beyond uh, other movies that I've seen, but you know, I do. I do always like the idea of uh, myth mythological creatures showing up or, or different personifications right or, or mixing and matching um, characters from different different stories which is kind of what is going on here so yeah so that was your number five yeah all right so my number four is prince of egypt which i saw when i was a kid and i don't think i was that impressed by it and then we watched it more recently uh, since we've been married so uh, maybe three or four years ago and Really was impressed by it. Yeah. The songs are top notch. It's pretty faithful to the to the biblical account. Yeah. I, I mean, they took a few liberties. They took some shortcuts, yeah. but I couldn't really think of anything that they... They took some creative liberties, but it, it doesn't really... I can't really think of any creative liberties. What, what are you thinking of? Oh, I guess that they have uh, the daughter of the Midian priest. She was captured, and that's how Moses first meets her in, in Egypt, and then okay, okay. he lets her, you know, just a few things like that, but, that's you know, true. obviously not plot changers or yeah, anything yeah. really I mean, big. They had to, you would have to change a few things like that, I think. Yeah. Or compressing the time that Moses was in the desert. You can't right. have him gone for 40 years 
and right. come back as an 80-year-old man for a movie like this. So, uh, yeah, so a uh, good story, of course, since it's, you know, Bible story. So thumbs up there. Good job, Bible. <laughs> and It's definitely one of the most well-known stories mm-hmm. in the Bible is the, the right. ten plagues of Egypt. And... Right, the Red Sea crossing. Right. Uh, things like that. Even though it's a, you know, it's a cartoon, so it's... I don't know how well it really gives you an idea of what it was really like, but I think it helps. It, I, yeah, and, and I think it... It's uh, very, very iconic. Helps you imagine, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, at least for me, more more iconic and more striking than something like the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, you know, really, really good for its time, but looking back is, you know, very obviously... Yeah, you know, done on sound stages, and a lot of the effects don't really hold up. Right. However many years later this is, so... Yeah, I, I would highly recommend this one. Very good musical. Oh, yeah. Very good story, very, very good animation. And uh, one of the only faithful uh, movies of, you know, biblical reproductions movies. of a biblical account yeah. that I've seen. So. Right. Well, my number four is also Prince of Egypt. Well, Ta-da! For crossover. everything. High five. For everything that you said. Yeah. Yeah, boy, the music. Wow. That alone right there is so powerful. You take the beginning music where you've got the slaves and they're working and they're uh, talking about the uh, salt of their sweat on their brow and the sting of the wind on their cheek. Elohim or whatever. Uh, God on high, can you hear your people cry? Uh, You feel like you're one of them and you're crying out, God, why don't you hear us? Why don't you see us? I don't know. Every time I listen to some of these songs, uh, I feel really emotionally moved by them. Uh, The Ten Plagues song. Boy, what what an awesome song. Hearing the harmonies. uh, You hear Pharaoh... Uh, saying, then let my heart be hardened, and never mind how high the cost may go. That's the impression that you get reading the Bible story, Mm -hmm. uh, that Pharaoh is just determined that he's gonna win against God, and obviously you can't win against God, (laughs) uh, and you feel Moses' anguish as he said, you know, why do the innocent have to suffer for your stubbornness and pride? So, yeah, powerful movie. And and it's got fun parts, too, but <laughs> definitely, I'd say my favorite thing about the movie is the songs. Yeah. But, yeah, everything else you said, good animation, good story. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Bible. <laughs> That's my number four. All right. And I have a feeling about our next three. Oh, yeah? But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I... Oh, I'll, I'll tell you when we get past this, but my number three... Or Prince Ali. Crossover! Hey. Number three, Aladdin. Yeah. Which uh, I haven't seen. I'm just seen... telling you so that we're right, present right. so we can talk about it together. Yeah. I haven't seen it in its entirety in a really long time because the last time I tried to watch it was when we were dating or engaged. One of the two. And I was at home watching it with my family. Oh. And then you called on the phone and I selflessly wow. stopped watching right in the middle of the flying carpet ride. That's love right there. And missed out the rest of the movie. And haven't gone back and watched it since then. I haven't so, watched this movie since. Well, we should watch it together. It's at the library. We should check it out and yeah, go watch it together. Time. Now that we have a child, you just want to wait till she grows up. And there's so many things. It's like, oh, why do I? Why, or, why spend the time? Well, since we're gonna watch it at some point with her. 
Kind of, yeah. Oh. Because I so infrequently want to rewatch movies. Oh, even but the this movies... is your number three. I know, that just goes to show how infrequently I, I like to rewatch <laughs> movies. I definitely, without, I mean, with very few exceptions, I like there to be years in between watching movies. I'd rather see something new or do something else. Mm. So, uh, but anyway, back to Aladdin. Well, so, this is the one that I think is uh, superior to. Uh, Treasure of Lost Lamp, the DuckTales movie. Hmm. It's very similar. There's a genie who gives out wishes. There's an evil sorcerer that wants the genie for himself. And Which, well, we'll get to Jafar in a bit. Go ahead, keep going. Right. Uh, so similar thematically and structurally. Uh, superior to that. Uh, another interesting uh, little fact. Uh, so I mentioned Howl's Moving Castle earlier. So the book Howl's Moving Castle has a sequel, Castle in the Air, which is also very, very, very similar to Aladdin. Um, it is. Both Boy. the DuckTales movie and Castle in the Air came before Aladdin, uh, but uh, so I don't know Aladdin if they were perfected. actually influences or yeah. not, um, but Castle in the Air has a young, uh, young, poor merchant who gets onto a flying carpet and is flown to a princess, mm -hmm. and she mistakenly thinks he's a prince, and there's another evil sorcerer, as I recall. I don't remember all the, the yeah. details of the plot, but also very similar to, to the movie Aladdin. Anyway, that was free. Uh, Aladdin, very good songs, right there in the Disney Renaissance, so the animation is top-notch again. Mm -hmm. uh, Still Robin had Williams. fresh ideas in Disney back in those days. Right. Robin Williams in, in uh, my favorite role for him. <laughs> I, I haven't actually seen too many Robin Williams movies. I, I wouldn't say he's a favorite of mine yeah. or anything, but I uh, really like him as the genie. This is what I always think of him. Yeah, him I think doing. that's what most people associate him with. So, uh, yep. Uh, very adventurous. I like the, um, you know, at the very beginning when he's going into the, the cave of wonders that's shaped as a, is it a panther's head? Uh, it's like a stone, some large or a lion, stone beast, lion's maybe, head yeah. that he goes flying through on a flying carpet, and there's oh, I know. Uh, all these mountains of, of riches. Of, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's it's like every. It, I think it's one of the greatest fantasy stories ever. Yeah, yeah. Of well, it's it's the Middle East for one thing. So right. well, it's one of the greatest fantasy settings, I think. The, yeah, the Tales of the Arabian Nights. Right. Setting. Yeah, and, and you throw in stuff like flying carpets, a magic lamp, and a genie. And mm -hmm. then you've got the rags-to-riches theme, uh, the scoundrel uh, who manages to win Fair Lady's heart. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this movie since probably I was 12, or 12 at the latest, but I think way before that, too, maybe 10 or so. But I could still probably quote most of it, if not all of it. When we when we watched this growing up, we watched it and watched it and watched it. Love, love the story and the songs. I think probably my favorite song, well, I like them all, but I think my favorite would still be the carpet ride, A Whole New World. I just remember as a child watching that and dreaming of being able to fly on a magic carpet through the night sky with my handsome prince by my side. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, the romances, the romantic dreams of a young girl. Indeed. Only to be dashed when she became a woman. I know. <laughs> I'd still love to do it someday, if right. whatever is possible. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I like the, the genie song. You've got, uh, not You've Got a Friend of Me, that's Toy Story. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like that song. Uh, what's it called? Not You've Got a Friend of Me. Uh... You ain't no, uh... It's called A Friend Like Me. Okay, it is A Friend Like yeah. Me. The Toy Story one is... You've Got a Friend You've in Got me. a Friend in Me. Okay, okay. Yeah. So similar. You ain't never had a friend like me. Right, yep. Yep. So, and, good pick uh, for number three. Yeah, well, and uh, I want to talk about Jafar just for a little bit. Okay. Boy, what a great villain. He fits all the tropes of the evil advisor who's scheming to take the throne for himself. And, you know, he just looks like a villain. But he does it so well. You, he's got the voice, the sneaky expression, you cower in fear at him. He's great. <laughs> yep. All right, so I guess we're moving on to number two. Yeah, which we, and I, I, we know what number two is. Well, I had a really hard time <gasps> with my number one and my number two. Did you change them? I didn't. I, I left them where they are. Um, even though number two, we've seen more recently, we quote more often, in some ways, I think I might like it better, but for now, it's still. I'll still say it's my number two. That's Rescuers, Rescuers Down, Down Under. Under. Yep. Is that your number two? Yeah. All right. Yeah! Similar taste. All right. So Rescuers Down Under, uh, why don't you just start on this one since uh, since we're going to have similar... Yeah. Well, first of all, it's set in Australia, and mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. a, a cool country. Yeah. So many cool, fun creatures, fun accents down there. Oh, uh, yeah. Best accent. It's a fight between British and Australian accent, I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, like you said, there are just so many quotable moments. That movie has just made such an impact on our married life. Right. Yep, quoting McLeish so much. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you're messing with, you dumb animal? <laughs> <laughs> my, my brain is twice the size of yours, you pea brain. <laughs> These are not Joanna eggs. <laughs> yeah, we say that to our child a lot. <laughs> she reaches for our, the laptop or something. That is not a Lydia toy. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very, uh, very funny. Uh, the the animation is really great, and the sound design, the music. Yeah. Uh, well, this this is actually right during the Disney Renaissance. It's right during Aladdin. No. Oh. It's during the. Uh, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, all these that are a lot more well-known and well-regarded. For some reason, Adventure uh, uh, Rescuers Down Under fell through the cracks. I'm not sure why. If yeah, was... help us bring this movie back, everyone. <laughs> this is a great movie. Yeah, I'd say this is definitely the most underrated Disney movie. Um, the Like you said, the setting is, is really great. It's real life because it's Australia, mm-hmm. but uh, for so many of us, it's still really fantastic. And uh, no, I haven't actually been to Australia myself, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a um, exaggerated Australia. Yeah, probably. Um, very, very fantastic and uh, very thrilling. A lot of the, uh, like the the opening title sequence, right. where you're dashing through rushing these fields. through the grass, yeah. right, is is great. One of the, my favorite openings to a movie. Or where he's riding on top of the great golden mm-hmm. eagle, is it, I guess? Yeah. And, uh... You know, he's just soaring through the clouds, rushing off of a waterfall. You just feel like you're flying right along with him. It's very mm-hmm. thrilling. Yep. yep. And uh, plus, it's got anthropomorphic animals, uh, <laughs> which is yes. always a favorite. Yep. Animals and hats. Yep. I love it. And uh, and then on top of everything, you've got John Candy 
playing the role of Wilbur. Ah, yes, John. Candy. He's so great. I love his his <laughs> chuckles. <laughs> and then there's a really great scene where Wilbur hurts his back, and he has to go Played to by John Candy. Uh, yep, and he's got to go to the hospital, and there's all these little mice that are operating on him. Boy, that is one of our most favorite scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, that is a great part. Sixty milligrams. <laughs> Better double it. Double. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> Bring out the epidermal tissue disruptor. And it's a chainsaw. They're to <laughs> yeah, they're using like all these really uh, outdated, not outdated, but stuff that you would not use in a hospital. Right. Like to inject a syringe, they fire it out of a shotgun. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just great. Yeah, yep. That's a worthy yeah. number two for sure. And for the final, the greatest animated movie of all time, number mm. one. Well, my favorite at least. I'd greatest. say probably the greatest as well in this case. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Best songs, all yep. of them all the way every through. Song, every all song the music. Even the prologue at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I li- I have well listened to that over and over, and like front to back, over and over repeatedly. And I can never get over how great the man's voice is it's mm-hmm. perfect the cadences the timbre mm-hmm. for each word he says you cannot say the prologue better than him and then he also plays cogsworth oh really the man who does the narration oh, i did not know that yep, yep. that's awesome I, I don't remember the actor's name but yep yeah. he's a really good voice yep yeah. and love uh, the just the voices of the, the the singers like for Belle, love her voice and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, uh, for the beast the, the lyrics in the songs are all really good mm-hmm. the instrumental songs yes. are very very good even better perhaps than the oh boy the fun transformation songs. on the tower the fight and then the transformation mm-hmm. that's actually the one i was thinking of yeah, yeah the transformation great music yep uh let's see great characters plot. yeah the plot is good uh i guess it's a uh, Fairy tale? Is yeah. French fairy tale or German fairy tale? I don't know. The setting is in French. Yeah. Is in France. In France. Um, it's not a fairy tale that I, I think is as familiar as most as of some, them. As some yeah. of the other ones that Disney has made into movies. Like, I think it's it's got to be far well better known for, for this movie than for the original story, but. Yeah, great story, great characters, very memorable characters. Oh yeah, even the even Gaston the and Mabuse. Yeah, <laughs> Gaston as a very greasy despicable when i was a lad i ate four dozen eggs (laughs) yeah uh boy i'm not sure what my favorite song of Mm. that movie is (sighs) might be the song gaston sings praising himself up i do like there something there a lot uh, but See, I, I like the one, one at the beginning too. Is maybe the... the weakest song in the movie. And, really, and I do like that one. Yeah, but that just shows how, uh, how strong the soundtrack is. I've always is. liked the romantic songs. So, <laughs> but uh, yep, and uh, some of the scenes like the furniture all attacking. Oh yeah, at the end. Yeah, what a great great moment that is. Or the her father's inventions. Or the at the beginning when her father's traveling in the, the creepy old forest. I know. Such an amazing part. Yeah, every time I watch that as a little girl, I, I just get oh, so yeah. creeped out. Oh, yeah, as a kid, for sure. Uh, the wolves. And you feel terrified when the wolves are chasing. Right. And when they're chasing Belle. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then when Beast shows up <laughs> right in the nick of time and saves Belle. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just feel so, so proud of him. <laughs> Yep, that's a good one. 
Yeah, did you know? So have you seen the the Reese's peanut butter cup commercial? That really old one? You got chocolate in my peanut butter? Yeah, yeah, that one. Did you know the guy with the dark hair and the glasses, the really nerdy one, Mm -hmm. is the Beast in Beauty and the Beast? What? Yes, yes. Like the Beast voice? Yeah, the voice. What? Yeah, we'll have to post like that because he's... You got peanut butter in my chocolate. Yeah, I like this. Wow. It's got a real high voice in her Well, no, so I, I never. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, I like, that's one of the other things. I, I mean, we could just talk so much about what's so great about this movie, but I love how despicable the beast is. He is a beast, <laughs> which uh, they're going to make uh, live action Beauty and uh, the Beast right. and... Oh boy, I have my reservations. I saw yeah, the trailer and I don't I haven't seen anything that turns me off from the trailer, but uh-huh. I just don't think you can improve at all on the animated movie, the story that they told there and the way that right. they told it. And uh I think they're going to be lucky to be a close second at yeah. But I don't I don't even know that they're going to be able to do that. I wasn't as heavily invested in the story of Cinderella. So I liked the live action that they did of it. Mm-hmm. But this being my favorite animated movie of all time, I I probably shouldn't watch it, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And it probably won't be a letdown. I'm going to try and go into it with an probably open mind, letdown, yeah. but it probably will be. Yeah, I well, yeah, I have pretty low expectations. Well, you didn't like the Cinderella live action, even though I just True. loved it. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I didn't think it. You're just a man. Was anything new? So well, it wasn't. It's supposed to be a live action version of right. the animated well, movie. So that's why I wasn't. I wasn't expecting anything new. See, I'm fine. Okay, because I'm sure there are people upset that they remade that they're remaking all these uh, Disney movies like Cinderella, right? And some of these others, but. Those people probably aren't realizing or aren't, aren't just aren't thinking about it because you know, that Disney Cinderella movie was not an original story that's based on a on an right. existing story. Well, so and that the, was already... cin- the Cinderella story itself, there's like uh, 15, 20 movies right. at least. Right. That, so... that story has been told lots of times. Right. So I don't have a problem with them making another Cinderella movie. Right. I just want them to do something original with it. Yeah. And I didn't really think there was anything new or original. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't expect anything different from any of their other movies. I expect them just to do it, to play it pretty close to the existing Disney movies and yeah. add their own little well, winks to to the fans. And... That's I mean, that's so safer in Hollywood. Apparently Hollywood still doesn't know what uh, people like or dislike in movies, so they just try and... That's why there's so many remakes. Yeah, If there's something that you think you'll be able to make money off of, they do it. Yeah, that's that's how it's set up. Anyway, so those are our top ten animated movies. Beauty and the Beast, number one. Good choice. Mm -hmm. Alright, so do you have any quick honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Let me see here. All right, while you're finding yours, I'll mention a few that I really liked as a kid. I haven't seen them in a long, long time, um, but maybe we'll watch them with Lydia or something sometime, and we'll see if they, they hold up or not, see if the nostalgia holds up. So things like The Brave Little Toaster. Haven't seen it. Balto. Haven't seen it. The Great Mouse Detective. Boy. 
I'd watch it again with you. Yeah, I don't. I, I might not like it as much as I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I can but... see it being one that is is fun as a child. Yeah, I did really. That like it. that's your Ducktales Treasure of the Lost Land. That's possible. Well, we'll check it out again sometime. Um, I think the Disney animated Rapunzel movie Tangled was really good. That is one of my honorable mentions. Almost made the list. Yeah, that's a good one. Which and... way better than Frozen? Just gonna throw that out there for all you Frozen lovers. Learn to realize true art <laughs> and better singing. Enough said. Right. Well, yeah, we won't get into it. Well, we'll go a little bit. Okay, so Frozen, <laughs> Frozen is a, a true musical, like a stage musical. Where things just don't movie. make sense. They just kind of do right. things. It, it doesn't necessarily have yeah. to. It's more about right. let's have a bunch of songs and we'll just kind of have a Stitch together we'll... a plot around it. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. In uh, praise I'm of Frozen. A, a fan of that genre as much. In praise of Frozen, I did like that they made it where true love doesn't have to be the, the magic kiss from the prince. That was something Disney hadn't done before now. Right. And uh, Swan Princess. Swan Princess. Not a Disney animated movie. One of the only 2D animated movies that I know of that. Yeah. Not done by Disney. Also, also good. And also has some good good values in there so i'd recommend it that might be my number 11 or something like that. yeah especially when you okay. get john cleese playing a frog the the french frog and you get stephen wright the comedian as the turtle oh yeah, yeah. that's a good one underappreciated <laughs> you you underappreciated that so what are your own well you underappreciate ducktales um let's see the lion king ah uh, boy loved oh, yeah. this growing up uh it made the honorable mention because uh Every time I've watched it, I choke up when Mufasa dies, and <laughs> and Simba goes and crawls up under him and, and tugs on his ear like he always did, and Mufasa just lies there dead, and mm -hmm. it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, it's got pretty good music. Uh, it has mm -hmm. been a very long time since I've watched it, and I would need to... I would need to watch it again and see how well this holds up if it still deserves to stay as an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. But... I'm sure it does. I, I also haven't seen it. It's probably been close to 20 years since I've seen it. Yeah. Now, I think... But I can I can still remember all the songs. I, I very, like... Very, memorable. I like everything, but I think what I really used to like about it as a kid, I like the least about it now as an adult, and that's Timon and Pumbaa. Hmm. They're just kind of a gotcha. little bit annoying to me. But everything else I do really like. I like the plot a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a really high quality yeah. um, plot based off Hamlet. Really? Ah, yep. oh, didn't know yeah. that. So, Except he doesn't go around killing everybody like Hamlet did. Uh, based off Hamlet. Yeah, anyway. Right. The sequel is based off Hamlet 2. The sequel that... Was there a Hamlet 2? Uh, Hamlet 2, Electric Boogaloo. No. Is this actually a thing? No, there was not Hamlet 2. Yeah, I didn't think there was. No, but so yeah. No, high quality movie. Uh, just not one of my yeah. particular favorites, but oh yeah, high, high yeah. quality. Disney Renaissance, can't go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah, Entangled, I think that was, uh, that. well, that was almost made my list, and that's, uh, I think, one of the best movies that Disney put out post-Renaissance. Like, it, it's one of the best that had come out in a while, and I'm really movies. sad that Frozen got a lot more buzz than Tangled, <laughs> just because Tangled had better songs, it had better singing, it had more relatable characters... It had better sidekick animals, things, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then, let's see, a couple more honorable mentions. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. It's very funny and fun to watch. Anthropomorphic am animals, as always. And then, like you said, Monsters, Inc. Mm -hmm. uh, great mm -hmm. movie. Alrighty. Okay, let us know your 
your favorite animated movies. Let us know which ones we should have should have mentioned. I'm sure there's a bunch of Disney movies, probably some newer 3D animated movies that we didn't mention that people really like, so let us know what you think. TTO at Cozer.us is our email address, and our website is tto.cozer.us. And you can go directly to this episode's page by adding a slash 17 to the end. This is the 17th episode. Next time we'll be doing our top 10 hymns. Back to that. Until next time, I'm Brian Cozer. I'm Melissa Cozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. in my truck. Did you? There's a razorback in my truck. It's true, LeFou, and I've got my sights set on that one. Who the inventor's daughter? She's the one. The most beautiful girl in town. That makes her the best. Don't I deserve the best?